0: I'm Lynn Manuel Miranda, and you're listening to Hard Knock Life. Pop
1: culture with a
2: Welcome to Hard Knock Life. I am Keith Chow.
1: I'm Britney Monet.
2: Just me and you this time. Brittany, how was your long weekend?
1: It was good. I recorded for my other podcast, Naomi, which you know, you guys should check that out. And yes. that's kind of like all I did this weekend and hung out <laughs> with the family. So nothing too crazy over the top, you know.
2: You digging the Naomi show? I mean, you guys have yeah. been anticipating that for like a year, it feels like. So
1: Yeah, so far it's really good. It is a departure a little bit from the comics and the way that they're going to be like I think revealing the mysteries and There's a certain character that they introduced very early into the pilot. You see this character in the pilot, which if you actually have read the book, it doesn't happen until like you don't meet that person to like the last two or like, because if you read it in a book, they do it in chapters, but it's like technically the individual issues all in one book. Like it's not to like the last chapter or two that you actually are introduced as character. So I don't know if it's a red herring and it's not actually that character or they just really took liberties and have changed up the way that character is because this character is supposed to be really menacing and then in the show it's just more like a he feels more like an antagonist than like the actual like bad guy you mm. know what I mean the main villain that makes sense
2: yeah is Naomi in the Arrowverse or is, is it you can't tell or it because I know like just from the the teasers and and the clips of the first episode that I did see like mm-hmm. Superman is a fictional character that somehow comes to life. Is that how it plays out?
1: Yeah. So in her, it's same thing. In like in the comic, is she lives on a different earth, and on her earth, like there are no such thing as superheroes and blah blah blah. It's all comic book characters, and she is like a huge Superman comic fan in the comics, and as well as on the show. And she basically runs like the biggest like superman uh website or one of the biggest and all Mm. that and that carries over onto the show as well and as we know the show like it kind of starts off with this event which is a superman sighting but um you're not sure if it's real superman or if it's like actors and you don't really know what is what so we don't know which earth it's on but some people are starting to think that it's gonna be eventually it is gonna be like tyler Hecklin superman but we'll see
2: i mean they already established a multiverse you know why not bring tyler hecklin and like it'd kind of be silly to cast yet another superman just yeah uh,
1: but it for like that sake of the episode it wasn't tyler hecklin just because you never see like the guy's right face and stuff like that so it was probably his like stunt double or something but yeah
2: (laughs) and they don't shoot in vancouver either though that might be another difference because normally which is weird right because What is the name of this place? Port Oswego or something? Port
1: Oswego, which is like Seattle. Yeah, but like,
2: (laughs) why did you not go ahead and shoot in Vancouver like your other CW shows? Because this one actually takes place. It it was, I always thought it was funny, like when Smallville would say, We're in the middle of Kansas, but there'd be giant ass mountains and pine trees. It's like, Motherfucker, you ain't in Kansas. (laughs) That's that's so clearly Canada. But you know what I'm saying? Now this is a show that takes place in the Pacific Northwest. It's like they film in Atlanta. So yeah well that's cool i'm glad that finally naomi podcast has a tv show to talk about i know yeah was, not that you were stre- like stretching for things to talk about because you, you did have the comic book to talk about but it's like it just feels good to have a, a yeah. show on the air again it does the other show on the air that i wanted to talk about before we get to the moon night of it all is uh the book of boba fett episode three dropped last week we're on the cusp of the next episode it's only a six episode show
1: yeah so it's, <laughs> it's we're incredible. halfway
2: there and i feel like you know, full disclosure, I'm not really feeling Boba <laughs> And am I, a bad, totally am I a bad funny. fan for, for admitting that?
1: No, I, I feel like with how vast and like there's so much Star Wars content that there's going to be a Star Wars project that's going to line up with you that you're going to love. Like, sure. I feel like all fans need to accept this at this point. Like, not everything is going to be for you. Like, there's just so much stuff that they can do that, of course, there's going to be things that aren't going to like resonate with you. And I was honestly a little bit disappointed with this last episode, just because I really loved what they did in episode two with the Tuskins and everything. And then it felt like they walked back on that. And yeah. like, that's how it felt to me. Like they walked back on what they were trying to do.
2: Although but, I feel like they've been kind of, you know, signaling that they were going to murder all the Tuskens anyway. Right. Because like, why else was Boba Fett walking around tattooing alone if he didn't have the tribe, you know what I'm saying? Like it wasn't yeah. I wasn't that surprised that they were all slaughtered. It also,
0: you know, it harkens it back
2: to Attack of the Clones. That's just what happens in yeah. Tuskens. Like people come and slaughter the women and the children too.
1: <laughs> I don't know. I just didn't think that it would happen this mm-hmm. time. You know, I just thought he would have a natural like end of like, you know, his time with them. But yeah, I was a little disappointed that they killed them all. Pretty
2: much. I was just, yeah. like,
1: oh no.
2: Well, it does fall into like they did so much work in episode two to to break the stereotype of like Tuskins as just like you know savages mm-hmm. and and give them some humanity and some interiority that it did feel a little like retroactive to treat them as like the again like the mass slaughter of of tuscans as a as a way to motivate your hero, which is kind of like how yeah. how how that's always played out because it right, would write some of the accusations even for episode two was it like it was very too close to like dances with wolves like white yeah. savior coming in and and then like forgetting the fact that tamir morrison himself is indigenous and probably imbued yeah. and he's i think he said in interviews imbued a lot of his own culture into like those scenes with the mm-hmm. tuscans like where they're doing the haka essentially right around the yeah. campfire so i didn't i never bought the whole boba fett as a white savior <laughs> but it yeah. does kind of fall into that trap with the next episode they they're all dead and now like they're the motivation for Boba for the rest of the show.
1: Yeah, that was like I think a little upsetting, but I did like the like cyberpunk Star Wars kids, with the kids <laughs> that they introduced. I'm like, okay, that's really cool.
2: Yeah, a lot of I people actually, didn't like them. <laughs> I know a lot of people didn't like them,
1: but I actually liked them. That was like probably one of my more favorite parts of the episode. And obviously, Danny Trejo, I just I love him. So <laughs> nice seeing him.
2: Yeah, about oh, the, the like the cyberpunk millennials in tattoo. The only thing that I that. Kind of, I didn't really feel too much with them. Is that I thought that like their bikes were too clean, if you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like in okay. Tatooine, you got, I mean, I, I didn't mind that they were colorful and that they look like, you know, Vespas. I thought that was actually really cool. I just kind of wanted it to be a little grimier. And then to me, that what's, what's weird about this show is that, you know, Robert Rodriguez directed one of the like most badass episodes of The Mandalorian when he introduced Boba Fett. Mm-hmm. And he's the, you know, one of the main creatives behind Book of Boba Fett, but the two episodes that he directed, episodes one and three, Mm -hmm. I felt like the action wasn't that great. You know what I mean? Like episode two, I felt like was like the perfect, so far, the perfect Boba Fett episode, but one and three, it just feels disjointed. Mm -hmm. And it's just weird that Robert Rodriguez isn't giving us like the cohesion that you would expect from a director of his caliber.
1: Yeah. I, I don't know. I... I don't. I didn't feel that about the action sequences and stuff. I just more was like I said, really disappointed that they walked back on trying yeah. to have the Tuskins be around longer. I guess, but yeah, I do. I I can. Yeah, I feel like the strongest episode still is episode two, and that's not the one he directed. Yeah, but.
2: it's just it's just ironic to me because like the the train sequence in episode two, uh-huh. some of the best Star Wars stuff like ever, right? Yeah. But then in episode one, the parkour stuff, I kind of fell asleep when like i mm-hmm. it was chasing those assassins around Tatooine. it was a little i thought it was boring and then this one like again i i, I didn't mind the aesthetics of the cyberpunks but i just thought that chase scene was kind of boring <laughs> and it's just again from robert rodriguez you just expect a little bit more high octane again that the way that like boba took out those stormtroopers in the mandalorian like holy mm-hmm. shit i want more of that and then i just feel like for whatever reason rodriguez is action directing is kind of taking a backseat i don't know i mean i don't want to shit on boba fett i don't hate it i know a lot of people like you said are disappointed with this show i'm not saying that i just Mm -hmm. not sure what i expected from the boba fett show you know what i'm saying like it's yeah i just feel like with the mandalorian at this point in the first season the mandalorian people were bought in Mm
1: -hmm. and
2: i just feel like with boba maybe because boba fett is a character everyone knows and has preconceived notions about whereas mandalorian was a blank
0: slate
1: yeah and I feel like yeah I mean even though you knew about Boba Fett there was still very like small things that we knew and not everything was considered canon right so I feel like because of that yeah you do have people have like they already you know preconceived notions about him like you said and um, for me I just never really went into the extra lore behind mm-hmm. Boba Fett so I you know if it wasn't stuff that they showed on uh, Clone Wars I'd you know I don't know anything extra about him like that because I didn't read the original like books and stuff that they right. used to do. So my little brother did. So he, but he likes the show. I think he just likes anything <laughs> Boba Fett. I think yeah. he's just one of those people that you can't do wrong with Boba Fett in his opinion.
2: I mean, and I think, like I said last week, the Tuscan stuff, or the stuff that happens in the past is to me mm-hmm. still more interesting than the stuff in the present because I think my problem with the stuff in the present is like, I just don't know what Boba's trying to do.
0: Like, yeah, does he want to be
2: happened. a... Yeah. And also, like, does he want to be a ganglord or does he want to be like a sheriff? Because he's acting much more like the noble sheriff than like a crime boss. You know what I'm saying? I think Dominic Mm -hmm. mentioned the godfather analogy last week. But like that would make more sense if Boba Fett acted more like the fucking godfather than just some like, you know, the sheriff moseying into the town to like clean up the town and stuff i don't know
1: yeah i haven't felt any crime bossy things Yet does feel <laughs> like you said the guy trying to clean up everything
2: which um, is cool right like like i don't mind if the, you want to cast boba as a hero right like let mm-hmm. him be he's like fully a good guy because of his time with dinjarin or you know the time with the tuskens it kind of turned him into a good guy that's awesome mm-hmm even the the tim timothy oliphant character in like that i feel like that's what they maybe wrote it for him because he's acting much more like timothy oliphant than 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 boba fett you know what i'm saying remember the the
0: mm-hmm. episode where
2: he found the boba armor and it was like he's the yeah. sheriff of the town that's kind of how they're treating him and the teaser at the end of the mandalorian where were boba and fennec like just come into Jabba's palace like shooting everybody
1: mm-hmm.
2: ever since then he's like i don't like shooting people <laughs> Like, what yeah <laughs> you just murdered bib fortuna in cold blood what are you talking about <laughs> yeah
1: i don't i don't know unless they're trying to like hold back on all that stuff in the later half but mm-hmm. so we'll see We just start like murking dudes <laughs> yeah i'll probably stay up to midnight for it so
2: yeah we'll see yeah by the, by this time next week we'll we'll have more context about boba fett but like i said i mean that's what's also wild is that we're like three quarters of the way in mm-hmm. and i just don't I, like i feel like the plot is kind of and again i'm not i'm not even all about the plot i just feel like the characters are a little like it's just a lot of scenes of ming na and tamir morrison sitting around tables talking about stuff and not mm-hmm. doing stuff that's kind of what I, that's what i'm most disappointed in. i want to see like fennec and boba do shit not just like talk about shit. yeah anyway one more tv thing i didn't watch but i know you said you watched Mm -hmm. peacemaker debuted last week
1: yes well i've only watched the first episode so i can only talk about the first episode but it's very great and if you have not actually seen the suicide squad movie that james gunn did they do like a basically like a sizzle reel of everything you need to know from the movie to be able to watch like peacemaker so if you're like oh i kind of want to watch it because i like john cena but i really don't want to watch the suicide squad there you go you can watch the little like this is a rule that tells you everything you missed. and you get like Previously
2: a- on the Suicide yeah. Squad. <laughs>
1: yeah, literally. No, it starts off like that. It says previously on the Suicide Squad. And then like you see everything on the from the Suicide Squad. And then it goes into the... It has a very great credit sequence. Yes. Um, I think it might be my favorite credit sequence. You know,
2: I, I, I was going to say like the opening titles. I think James Gunn even said like he did this on purpose because he didn't want people to skip intro like you tend to do when you stream shows. And so I have seen the dance sequence. We we shared it on the Nerds of Color. Like they release it on YouTube, the entire dance sequence that opens every yeah. episode. And yeah, that that alone is worth the price of admission.
1: It definitely is worth watching. Um, I haven't <laughs> watched the other two episodes, but it's very good. John Cena is great and his character is like kind of like a, a maggot dude, but they're not making you like, oh my God, I feel so sorry for him. You're more like, oh my gosh, this. <laughs> guy's such a bumbling idiot i can't believe like but, he but he's also surrounded by
2: like a pretty like a interesting staff. and diverse yes. team which is cool yeah.
1: everyone uh, it's, it's just really funny he just is kind of like you're like oh this guy's like a bumbling idiot loser and that's the
2: point though right
1: yeah it's the point and like he really thinks he's like doing everything great for like america and, <laughs> and yeah i'm still mad about rick flag but all right
2: Well, I did. That was another clip that they revealed on YouTube where even Peacemaker is a little upset about killing Rick Flag. So like there's that. I don't know if that's from episode one or or two or three, but there's definitely a clip floating around that HBO Max release where he's like laying on on his bed and he's playing the record and he's like crying over the fact that he murdered Rick Flag. (laughs) He feels some regret, too. That's good. So Peacemaker is not the only streaming superhero as I said, we, we delayed our release of this podcast this week because we wanted to talk about the Moon Knight trailer. So why don't we take a break? And on the other side of the break, we'll come back and talk about Oscar Isaac in the next big Disney Plus series, Moon Knight. Cheers to 2022 and resolutions you can actually keep. How about having clean and shiny balls all year round? That's why our sponsors at Manscaped are here to save your balls and make the balls the cleanest and sexiest they've ever been. Set your first New Year's resolution with good intentions and join the 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped. With this exclusive offer, go to Manscaped.com using the code HARDNOC, H-A-R-D-N-O-C, for 20% off, plus free shipping.
1: I mean, why not? You can get the Lawnmower 4.0, which, you know, is good on loose skin. And I just say, why not? Make that your New Year's resolution. Keep clean.
2: And we talked about this before. It's called Manscaped, but you don't got to be just a man to use manscaped manscaped is good for men women and everyone in between
1: yes and you know what they got anti-chafing boxers which you know um somewhat thick thighs i know chafing sucks so i'm (laughs) sure chafing sucks in that area too for people who have junk in that part but yeah i I feel like there's so much great stuff there's like you know the ball toner there's also I believe ball deodorant like why not smell good feel good
2: yeah and there's the Performance Package 4.0, which includes all of the things that Brittany just mentioned the lawnmower 4.0, the crop preserver and crop reviver toner slash deodorant. And you get your anti chafing boxers all in the travel bag. It's awesome. Get the Performance Package 4.0 at manscaped.com. Use the code HARDNOC, H A R D N O C. You'll get 20% off your order and you'll get free shipping. Use the best tools for the job. And we're back. You know who else is back? Oscar Isaac is back. Yes. He's finally a superhero.
1: Fine. Or I feel like he's more in the line of like Batman and an anti-hero. For well, like things yeah. that well I know. he's in a
2: Marvel property. Let's just say he, yes. he just needs the next thing. He needs to be a Disney prince. He can join Ming-Na Wen with the Disney Triple Crown if he gets a Disney prince role because he's already been yeah. in Star Wars now he's a marvel superhero or richard, anti-hero and
1: then technically richard madden just needs a star wars role to also have like all three as well because he was a prince charming or prince oh, oh and cinderella Cinderella. that's right and then he's icarus and Eternals. So yeah he just needs a star wars role now and he's got so it.
2: richard madden needs to be in star wars and oscar isaac needs to be in a, a di- he needs to be a disney prince is there yeah. a disney prince he could be who is there any what's coming up um what live action disney is coming up that he could take over
1: I feel like the only one that he would have been good as but they would have to do it would be really problematic casting age-wise would be Prince Eric
2: oh and in the, the Little Mermaid
1: but they're already doing that
2: Hallie Halle uh I almost said Halle Berry <laughs> Halle Bailey is a uh, little young for Oscar Isaac
1: yeah but like Ariel's supposed to be 16 so that's just like you know the problem but well the, yeah like, the,
2: the, the story itself is problematic
1: <laughs> yeah but like i like little mermaid it's like literally one of my favorites but yeah i feel like that's the only prince he would look closest enough even though he doesn't have like blue eyes i feel like that's like the closest
2: yeah well let's just pretend for now dune is a disney movie and (laughs) he was he was a (laughs) prince in dune i guess he was a yeah he was a prince wasn't he something like that yeah house atreides wasn't he a prince of house or is that shall i don't know whatever something. the fuck who cares yeah so dominic isn't with us this week he is our resident moon knight expert so Brittany and i are going to be just like the blind leading the blind mm-hmm. uh here i'm not a huge i'm to say i'm not a fan of moon knight. i don't know a lot about moon knight. i think he's got a dope-ass costume and i know he's like connected to like egyptian mythology he and he's got multiple personalities like that's all i know about moon knight honestly yeah
1: and he was like um a mercenary I believe originally and he was I I think that's like that's kind of really all I know like he's a mercenary and he was hired to do something in Egypt and it goes wrong yeah so I don't but, know. You know but
2: you know I think most I think you and I are like most people right like Moon Knight is not the biggest name in the Marvel canon no. so but these Disney Plus Marvel shows attract you know everybody right everyone tunes yeah. in for the Marvel shows on Disney Plus so I don't think you have to be a Moon Knight expert. They'll do a great job of, like, bringing us into the world. Uh, mm. But this being the first trailer, what did you what did you think about that world? Because I know that there was a tease when you and Nate talked about Disney Plus Day a couple weeks ago. But now that we're seeing the full-on trailer, we get to yeah. see Oscar Isaac's ridiculous British accent <laughs> up close that's, and personal.
1: That's, like, the only thing that is, like, driving me insane with it is, like... <laughs> And I don't know if it's like on purpose where he like, what is it? I, I don't know. Like the personality thinks he's like, cause he sounds more like an aristocrat too. Not just like, <laughs> just not like a general British accent. Like, and I'm not going to even try and act like I can do a better accent. But like, <laughs> like still just like, I, it felt very much like more aristocrat than like the type of like bumbling, like not bumbling, but like messy, like guy that he's trying to play. It just doesn't fit like that personality you know, if that
2: yeah sense. yeah yeah for sure I, I mean we just talked about i don't he doesn't really employ a british accent in dune but there was something like definitely regal about the way he talks in dune you know yeah, and it, i it guess the same yeah well and, and i think to your point though it's, i think it's part of the personality disorder piece and he's not i mean that's not his real accent it's yeah. like intentionally terrible because
1: Is he, he, he to be thinks from New
2: York? yeah and there was that cool scene in the trailer where like this phone rings and he answers it and someone back in presumably new york somewhere in america because it's definitely an american person on the other line It's like mark where have you been we've been looking for you for months so like part of the personality disorder is that you know wakes up and he doesn't remember who he is and where he's been and perhaps the plot of this show is that mm-hmm. one day he woke up and flew to britain i don't know <laughs> and got a job yeah. at a at a museum and and then you know just assumed he was this like janitor i guess for yeah
1: so i don't know if it's going to be like, you know, he goes on to this mercenary job thingy in, in Egypt and he somehow gets involved with, because I, I think it's the god Osiris that's where he gets his powers from. I could be wrong. Please correct me if I'm wrong with someone. I think like that's where he kind of gets his powers from. And then, like, I don't know if, like, in the show, they're going to like, he goes wrong and that. And then him becoming quote unquote Moon Knight makes his personality disorder even worse. Right. So I don't know if that's like what's going to happen, but the costume looks really freaking cool. Like-
2: it looks really good. I mean, I, there was some worry when they teased the trailer a couple of days before it came out, when I think some folks caught a screenshot and were worried that it was going to be like brown, where you know, Moon Knight is iconically this like white hood, and <laughs> I don't know, white hood sounds really bad. <laughs> Not that kind of white hood but but you know what i mean it was and it was kind yeah. of like the screenshot that was floating around was a little kind of off color it didn't quite like look the, like i like
1: the gray look though like yeah oh yeah it's like definitely the, a
2: dope dope costume
1: yeah um, it was funny because i was like i don't really watch football so i was literally watching <laughs> the game last night with the family just so i can see this trailer um even though i know they release it on like twitter and stuff i want was like, to yeah, watch it on the tv because it'll be nice and big and yeah 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 like, yeah. like so um, when it came on, my brother's like, I don't get my other brother, not the one who likes Boba Fett and stuff. My other brother, he was like, is he what a mummy? I don't understand. <laughs> so. Well, there's
2: a lot more of the like wraps around his face. Like I think the, what I remember yeah. from the comics is just like the face is all black and he's got like a white hood. You don't really get to see, it's almost like a Jawa. You don't really see the yeah. inside the hood. but But in this, it's clearly like he's got some sort of like wrap around his face that yeah, looks like the invisible man kind of thing.
1: It was very funny my brother's like i don't get it is he like a mummy is that his superpower and i was just like <laughs> um not really what
2: are moon Knight's superpowers do you know
1: we can google it oh. let's do that
2: why don't you look up moon knight superpowers and i will talk about the fact that ethan fucking hawk is in a marvel property
1: Oh, please don't remind me because, okay, I don't know if you know, he was my actual choice for Doctor Strange. And I thought, oh, in a deck, Cumber Patch would be a good Morbius. Mm. So, as you know, that's not what I got at all. all (laughs) Jared Leto is Morbius. Mm. And so, yeah. Well, it's
2: wild that Ethan Hawk's in it at all because, like, that's a dude that I'd never imagined would ever do a Marvel thing or a superhero thing at all, right?
1: yeah um well he wanted i think he wanted to be dr strange too and then he didn't get dr strange so then after that he was like i think superhero movies are stupid about <laughs> saying that so like i would too be like what especially because he worked with scott derrickson and it was just like it was so easy it was an easy lineup and for a while he was really starting to look like um dr strange too because he started having his hair having a little like gray Streaks on the side and everything, and then that didn't happen. So it looks like he has supernatural powers such as enhanced strength during nights with full (laughs) moons, prophetic visions and dreams, and the ability to drain another person's life energies through physical contact. Oh my gosh, okay. Yeah, that's I guess what he does.
2: What's cool now though is someone who loves the Before Trilogy. I'm a huge fan of Before Sunrise before sunset and before midnight to know that Ethan Hawke and Julie Delpy are both in the Marvel Cinematic Universe as really minor characters. Maybe we'll get a whole movie of the two of them walking around some European city. And that will be my favorite Marvel movie. (laughs) That's what I want.
1: I've never seen those movies actually. but You should
2: watch them. They're really good. They're really good. I love those movies. It's my favorite trilogy. The before trilogy. Last thing I wanted to get to about Moon Knight is that Again, with my limited knowledge of the character, I do know Moon Knight had a Marvel Knights series, which was like Marvel's kind of more mature imprint, yeah. similar to like Vertigo, where where the characters could be a little bit more violent, a little bit more graphic, you know, classically like Punisher. And Daredevil had Marvel Knights. Blade, of course. Like there are more R-rated version of Marvel's characters. And the fact that Moon Knight is like on Disney Plus means that Disney it has to be more... i don't mean disneyfied in a in a negative connotation but it has to be pg-13 like there is a rule at least in north america that disney plus does not have any content on it that's above pg-13 yeah and moon knight even from the trailer like the scene where it closes in on him beating the shit out of someone with the cape Mm -hmm. like it feels much more in the vein of the daredevil netflix show than anything that's been on disney plus so far like do you think they're going to push the envelope with this and, I, I mean it's not on hulu it's on disney plus so it can't get too crazy but it, will it looks pr- pretty it will intense
1: probably be more than the other shows just because i feel like the idea of the character you know a mercenary goes to egypt and then he gets powers from an egyptian god and he also has a personality disorder like that's already i think a little bit not edgier <laughs> edgier yeah that's already edgier than like some of the other characters that they've done and then obviously they introduced Dane Whitman who's you know the Black Knight and the Ebony Blade and um Eternals and I know that Moon Knight and like uh them they're all part of the Midnight Suns. Mm-hmm. so I think like there's there has to be a little bit more because especially the rumors are Blade might end up being R-rated movie even though it probably won't like he runs in the same circle with Blade and them mm-hmm. so there is going to be I think a little bit elevation and there's rumors that daredevils popping up somewhere in some of these other shows. So I don't know if that's why it's going to have that feel because daredevil might be there. I don't know.
2: And, you know, I mean, honestly, like you can be mature without having to be R rated. You know what I'm saying? Like, because like the R rating is fairly arbitrary in that like, all it means is that you said fuck more than once, Mm -hmm. right? Like if you say fuck twice in a movie, it's automatically an r-rated movie right yeah, that's why it, and hamilton and had to censor like a couple of references to the f-word so it could be on disney plus so it could get a pg-13 whereas otherwise hamilton itself is not there's nothing r-rated about that no. show not so no. it's pretty arbitrary that's why sometimes i feel like when people kind of like get disappointed and like oh it's not an R, or when they force an r rating on things like the hobbit <laughs> or batman it's like it doesn't have to be r-rated to be like dark and edgy and mature right even mm-hmm. there was some there was some consternation on the internet by certain fanboys who are mad that matt reeves the batman the rating came out and it's going to be pg-13 and people are like, well that's so fucked up it looks blah, blah, blah. it's like the dark knight was pg-13 and no one's like looking at that movie like that's not mature you know what i'm saying like yeah just because um, you don't see someone's head get cut off or like someone's arm bone get ripped out doesn't mean that's what makes something mature you know what i'm saying
1: exactly yeah lots of gore or cussing does not necessarily mean yeah it's for it's automatically like you know like you said mature <laughs> it's <laughs> almost it's
2: actually less mature <laughs> the
1: more you, yeah the more like, gore
2: and cursing you put in something
1: like you know there's dramas that get r-rated and they sometimes don't even have explicit sex scenes and all they said was like you know maybe the f like you said the f or twice and that's why it's rated r when like there, you know, there's nothing actually like R-rated tech, what some people think as R-rated. It's not right. even happening. So, yeah. But we'll see. I think that it is going to be a little bit, just from the trailer, it looks more edgy. But, yeah. you know, trailers can sometimes be deceiving, but we don't know. But, yeah, I'm really excited just for these latest shows coming out this year, even though I was kind of like, mm, about it with that teaser thing. <laughs> I think it's just the accent really just throws you off.
2: <laughs> so well, just- and then, I guess it's the first one because that's the only one with a date cuz we still don't know when She-Hulk's coming out. We don't know when Ms. Marvel's coming out. No. We don't know when Echo is coming out. Like all of the other Secret Invasion, all the other Disney Plus shows, we don't have a date. That was the other cool thing about the Moon Knight trailer. Like not only was it a trailer,
0: mm-hmm. but it gave
2: us a date March 30th it starts streaming on Disney Plus. So like that's yeah. like 2 months from now, right? Like that's mm-hmm. not a long that's and it has to be the next show because they would have announced something by now if something comes out between now and March 30th, so.
1: Yeah, I don't think because Bad Batch is coming out probably after, I think. After Moon Knight or or after Boba Fett? I think so. I think after Moon Knight because then Kenobi is coming out this year too, right?
2: Is it coming out this year? So yeah, it's a lot of stuff coming out in 2022.
1: Yeah, Kenobi's 2022. It just doesn't say when. So is Andor. yeah. Yeah.
2: Not all the Marvel shows are coming out this year, right? I know Ms. Marvel's definitely coming out this year. I know She-Hulk is definitely coming out this year.
1: I think both Ms. Marvel and Secret Invasion are tied to the Marvel movies, so they have to be coming um, out this year. Yeah. That's the thing.
2: I mean, that's true, too. Like, all of the date shifting maybe screwed up the Disney Plus schedule, too, because even Multiverse of Madness is being moved, because originally Multiverse of Madness was coming out in March, Mm-hmm. and that got bumped to may yeah and, you know so far that's been the only like domino to drop that didn't cascade rumors
1: everything. that apparently tom cruise is going to be playing a
2: i saw that player. i don't buy it i don't buy I, it I don't this, they're like they're like john krasinski's mr fantastic some bullshit i don't think any of that's
1: true. i i don't know
2: something like yeah just everyone's fantastic
1: come back what's his name ian gufford
2: yeah well that's the thing like if you're gonna do if you're gonna like not at like previous versions of characters, like Tom Cruise was never Iron Man. Like, there's makes no sense for Tom Cruise to show up as Tony Stark, right? Yeah. Like that reference doesn't make sense to anyone unless you were like a fanboy in two thousand one who was like Tom Cruise should be Iron Man. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, it doesn't mean anything to have Tom Cruise walk out in the Iron Man so People would just be confused.
1: I think so. Yeah. Think but so, if you had
2: what? Ian Griffith come out as Mister Fantastic, or or even uh, Miles Teller, at least you're acknowledging an existing version of that character. If, if John yeah. Krasinski comes out, then you might as well cast him as fucking Mr. Fantastic in the MCU. Like yeah, I, having I, him be an alternate I, version, like I, I fan cast, sorry, the multiverse. The only thing that doesn't exist in the multiverse are your fucking fan casts. <laughs> that is not existing in the multiverse, people.
1: I just, yeah, I, I, I like John Krasinski, but I don't think I want him as Mr. Fantastic. I really am on the like Raoul Colley train for- mm. For it. I, like i i just see him playing that character so yeah well.
2: i know you already said he's denied it and he doesn't want it but i'm i'm i still want the entire cast of the good place as the fantastic four <laughs> i want william jackson harper and Kristen bell as mr and mrs fantastic that's and uh and and jason mendoza aka manny jacinto as the human torch and so
1: then that would make jamila uh, jamila no, Jamil is the thing <laughs> uh, but not that i mean uh, just was is he adopted now? Like, is Johnny and Sue are they adopted sure. siblings or why not? I don't know. I think. I mean, if Michael B.
2: Jordan like, and Kate Mara can be brother and sister. Manny Jacinto and
1: it, it Chris bothered and me that brothers. they were like adopted siblings when it felt like why couldn't you just get another uh, a black woman to play? Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, yeah. my thing. It was like you could have got a black woman to play. You absolutely,
2: that's, absolutely. That's I mean, I just cool. like the I just like the symmetry of the good. Place. I know, but then I'm <laughs> Ted Danson can play Doctor Doom. <laughs> Uh. That's it on the Moon Knight. Again, we apologize for not being the Moon Knight experts. Anyone who wants to rake us over the coals for not knowing all of the intricacies of Moon Knight's long canon in the Marvel comics, please uh, keep it to yourself because I don't give a shit. I'm here. Hey, look, Dominic's here. Hey, what's up? So we were just talking about Moon Knight and realized we don't know jack shit about Moon Knight. And this whole episode is supposed to be about Moon Knight. So
0: I know you couldn't join us at the beginning, but you have some things to say about Moon Knight? Yeah, well, it's interesting. I mean, I'm not sure a whole lot of people know about Moon Knight. Like, he's one of those characters who, uh, again, I'm not sure is anyone's favorite character, but to me, is really good design and there are really good concepts involved. I mean, he might be like an Ant-Man type test case, like is he's like is like this one like really weird enough to set some of the Marvel fans who've been following this long off and like, what the hell is this? Uh, but anyway, I'm not, I'm not saying I know some things about Moon Knight. Not, I know some Moon Knight. all. more Moon Knight Moon than Knight. I know. <laughs> um, one, he has different aspects. There's the, I'd say, to my recollection, there's the mental state aspect, mental state in distress. There's the Egyptian God powers aspect, secondly. And then there's the third aspect where I thought he was always a riff on DC's Batman. Did you ever get that impression? I thought he was sort of a parody.
2: Uh, and, you know, I've heard that, but again, not knowing much about Moon Knight. Like, I, I always thought Moon Knight had, if there was any DC analog, it was closer to Hawkman just because of the Egyptian iconography, perhaps. Yeah, but- Sure. But I don't know a lot and, and I don't I know Moon Knight's not like reincarnated the way like Carter Hall is DC but like or there's, I feel like there's a version of Moon Knight that's closer to the Hawkman but again that's just like you know 60s comics writers like seeing some hieroglyphics in a book and then assuming they're going to just create a whole superhero character around it but yeah I, I don't know what is the Batman aspect because like Batman doesn't have I mean I guess you could say he has like Disassociative disorder, not necessarily multiple. Oh, no, it's it's
0: more the rich guy vigilante aspect. And yes, no, oh, is he I, rich? Is Moon Haw- rich? The Hawkman aspect is very well said. I think best um, a mashup of classic Hawkman and Batman. I think is what's happening there. Yeah, but back in the day, like again, this is I didn't look this up. This is fan recollection of reading the comics. Moon Knight is a rich guy who decides to fight crime and makes himself a million gadgets a million uh, branded gadgets oh really <laughs> moon like moon suit, branded <laughs> mo- little moon throwing darts like uh, like batman's little bat throwing darts a moon copter a moon plane and he travels around new york just with his moon you know gear Mobile. like just leaving it everywhere but the joke was that he just wore white <laughs> right <laughs> I mean, that's he was where was a parody because he was like what if batman gave up this night stalker thing and just wore a ridiculous white he's, outfit he's the moon knight not the dark knight and yeah. <laughs> maybe exactly yeah it's it's a million puns on night and i mean moon Knight is just hard to say but i think we're, we're gonna get used to it eventually yeah so there's so there's that and i think i mean for me that was the main thread when i was reading him back when he was showing up in a lot of um power man and iron fist comics he was more the weird white wearing batman analog but i think maybe because that was too batman-y at some point they started leaning into these other aspects which complicated him which are the egyptian mythology parts and his sort of uh, multiple identity things multiple personality issues and i think that's what they seem to be leaning into for the trailer as well
2: yeah the thing where i never like i never caught the batman illusions is that i didn't know there was a moon mobile and a moon copter and oh yeah moonerangs i guess
0: <laughs> it's a well, little less stupid than the batman gear because i mean like <laughs> moons do show up in the sky well, that's so, true like,
2: but uh moonerang I, i'm pointing so that, that phrase a it's, way, it's yes. a, not a moon throwing star it's a moonerang
0: yeah they're called crescent darts like well crescent moon. i still like moonerangs okay <laughs> <laughs> sounds like an ice cream sandwich but i'm sure he has those too.
2: <laughs> i never bumped on that because i didn't know about that aspect but I always thought, thought of, what little I know of Moon Knight, like he's more of like a supernatural character. He's got more mm. like, you know, augmented superpowers in Batman. where You know, so that's why I didn't see the connection. But uh. now knowing that there's like moon copters and, and stuff like that. Yeah, I can totally see, like I said, the Moon Knight being a riff on the Dark Knight. That said, you know, talking about the Oscar Isaac trailer slash Disney Plus series, what was your impression? You know, Brittany and I earlier talked about how it's leaning into the multiple personalities thing, like that ridiculous British accent he's using. Yeah. Perhaps it's intentional. I can't remember
0: him being British at all in the comics, but of course you can't discern that from reading the text. I I forgot about that. Maybe, Maybe that's in the comics. Yeah.
2: Well, what are your overall impressions of the Oscar Isaac version
0: of Moon Knight? Well, man, Oscar Isaac is really becoming one of the nerdiest actors alive, right? Did you guys talk about that? We did. We mentioned like he,
2: like Ming Na Wen. He's a Disney prince away from the Disney Triple
0: Crown since he's been yeah. both in Star Wars and now he's a Marvel superhero. Yeah, and he was Apocalypse. And oh, that's right. Uh, oh, I forgot about that. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I don't think there's as much you could do with the role of Apocalypse. So you know, God. Well, bless and he's him. also
2: in Dune. I mean, I, I say yeah, we well, can could... just pretend Dune's a Disney story, and then yeah. That, there's your Disney prince.
0: They also called could have called this Dune Night, but um, <laughs> all those uh, fan fictions aside, Oscar Isaac is a very handsome man, and I do believe a great actor. And and I my favorite character of the Star Wars the sequel movies. trilogy. Yeah, I, I really like that Poe guy, and 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 like a lot of people, Poe had a better arc in that Trevorrow's un, Undone Episode Nine script. And yeah, it looks like they're giving him a lot to do. know very handsome man and so putting on the mask is another issue (laughs) um that's the first thing my brother said it's like are they gonna put him in that full mask all the time what did you think of the costume like there was some talk about it being
2: you know i think there was a screenshot before the trailer came out and it looked a little like grayed out or brown yeah and people were worried it wasn't going to have that like classic white you
0: know superhero costume look to it
2: did you did you like the moon knight costume
0: well, yeah, the classic white thing is never going to play an actual <laughs> filmed entertainment. That kind of thing just looks doesn't weird. translate. Yeah, it's 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 cool when you draw it because of the sheer contrast. But yeah, and it, you know, with the bandages and stuff, he looks a little bit like a mummy. So mm-hmm. I, they're definitely going with the more like powered by ancient Egyptian forces of from you know beyond beyond the realm of the dead kind of stuff. And that's perfectly cool. And again, that's the part that of uh, Moon Knight that I'm not as familiar with. I do remember like recently fought the whole Avengers in the comics because kanshu really like powered up and gave him like super moon powers and he was able to like fight all, the whole Avengers team. So, you know, he has he has a big sliding scale, Moon Knight, because he has a supernatural thing to access and gadgets. <laughs> <laughs>
2: we didn't see a lot of gadgets though in the trailer i don't know. the they did release a poster where he's holding i guess would you call it a crescent star or crescent crescent dart
0: is the technical term that and is the one star thing i'm like sure of in the mythology <laughs> yeah crescent star would be a weird. yeah it's an oxymoron you can't
2: be a moon and a star
0: <laughs> but yeah it was always a big deal that he got his powers from i guess it's horus and khonshu and he was kind of a yeah, he was kind of Indiana Jones grave robber characters. How he stumbled onto all these things—it's—it's—it's it's, it's excellent iconography.
2: Yeah, no, I mean, it looks—it looks great, and I'm I'm excited for it. It's you know, like so far, to varying degrees, Marvel's been you know hitting these solid triples, if not home runs, with their mm. Disney Plus series. One one thing, other thing, Brittany and I did riff on is the fact that Ethan Hawke is in it, and I think that's fucking amazing. I mentioned to her earlier that. I'm so happy that both Ethan Hawke and Julie Delpy are minor characters in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And I hope (laughs) that there is a movie or even a one-off Disney Plus episode in which whoever the fuck he plays in Moon Knight and the Red Room Lady that Julie Delpy played in Age of Ultron meet. And like walk around a European city for two hours. That's that's the MCU yeah. movie I want to see. I want to see the MCU version of the Before trilogy.
0: Yeah, and obviously it's called Before Moonrise, <laughs> <laughs> or yes. Near Moonrise. Yes, or Before it, Moonrise, or or adjacent to night. <laughs> no, that's a good point. I have no idea what character Ethan Hawke is playing. That's where my Moonlight knowledge ends. <laughs> I have no idea what villain that is. One thing I did want to mention is that, it's interesting because, I don't know if you talked about this, but like, we could say that psychological complexity and psychological nuance is not something the MCU proper has been super grappling with, as opposed to the Marvel Netflix series or you had some people with some really weird interiority and really serious mental conflicts going on. Daredevil, Jessica Jones, Luke Cage. Those series were exceptional for how they painted the character's mindset in a certain way, especially of a you know super powered vigilante running around New York at night for some reason.
2: Well, so- you did touch on the fact that just from the tone of the trailer itself, it didn't feel like a Disney Plus Marvel show. It felt more like a Netflix Marvel show. The tone of the trailer. Yeah. Particularly the scene where it like zooms in on, on Moon Knight and the cosmic just wailing on a dude. like There was very much a... It seemed right. a lot edgier for Disney Plus yeah. than, than what is traditionally a Marvel Disney Plus show, for sure.
0: Yeah, and I just wonder if they will we'll interpret that more as in the sort of horror, scary lighting sort of way mm-hmm. or whether we can really get into Mark Spector's mindset or that of his alternate personalities. Again, not to bring everything back to Daredevil, but like the beauty of the Daredevil series was that you really saw in the guy's eyes that while he was a straight-edge lawyer in his real life, there was an aspect of him that really liked being Daredevil and really was crazy into picking fights with people at night in the leather suit like not just like he needed to do it out of some sense of good but because his brain was wired in a weird way and he kind of enjoyed it. that kind of, um, duality is like a, is uh something we would like to see again and moon night could be a great uh, vehicle for it
2: yeah well it's definitely exciting to watch march 30th it comes out on disney plus i think you noted when we talked about delaying the release of hard knock life this week to tuesday because of the moon night drop that it was also a full moon
0: oh yes and so the moon night trailer came out on the nights of the full moon the last full moon of this lunar year in two weeks it'll be a new moon and it'll be lunar new year for those of those who celebrate that kind of thing. It'll be year of the tiger. Um, so yeah, clever. Good job. Marvel marketing people. <laughs> Full moon Monday. Yeah, that was pretty cool.
2: Brittany what's nerd popping this week.
1: Um, I actually bought Dune on DVD. Oh, nice. What do you call it? I bought Dune. I was so excited because I really did like that movie a lot. So that's my thing. I bought Dune. And- cool. It's an
2: yeah. Oscar Isaac uh, like celebratory podcast episode for you then. <laughs>
1: Pretty much, yeah, but I really liked that movie a lot, so I was like, mm, okay, and I, I just I bought it. And then I ordered another Arl Stein Fear Street book that um, <laughs> I didn't need. So, well, I need it because it's part of the books I'm like checking off on my list. But like, I technically don't need it yet because I still have so many other books to. Read. <laughs> I know, like every week
2: your nerd popping a book that you're like, I wish I didn't buy because I have thirty books to read.
1: I literally have like I have to show you the picture of like or I'll just when we're done I'll show my I'll show it to you on the camera but yeah
2: Uh, speaking of Dune on Blu-ray I I think I read somewhere it's the Blu-ray like one of the store exclusive packaging is inside the pain box that you know Paul has to stick his hands in Um, and I'm like but why would you want to put your DVD inside that because like you don't want to reach in there (laughs) to pull out your movie you know.
1: I don't know. Yeah. No, just I just got thing the thing. standard like
2: <laughs> you don't want a pain box to stick no. your hand in.
1: I'm good. I'm good.
2: <laughs> uh yeah, no, it's a uh, Oscar Isaac, Timothy Chalamet uh double feature you could have. Oh, real quick, this is not my nerd popping, but I did want a RIP since Jason Momoa is in Dune. RIP to Jason Momoa and Lisa Bonet.
1: Oh, I know. I can't believe.
2: Right? That was crazy to see that they're splitting up. I, I saw all of the uh jokes on Twitter about like Pete Davidson has to choose between <laughs> who he's gonna get with now Jason memoir, at least but I thought, I thought okay. you'd appreciate that
0: <laughs> that
2: humor since since that's <laughs> Pete Davidson's thing now apparently is <laughs> who just got divorced. So what's nerve popping for me is uh this week Leslie Grace tweeted out herself mm. as Batgirl. In the up- speaking of shit coming out in 2022 batgirl is hitting yeah. this year as well and we got our first look at the batgirl costume and it is dope as shit i love it it's the burnside costume which is ever since that came out the background burnside books came out and i was like not only are we going to see so much batgirl cosplay coming out of this costume if they ever do a live action batgirl it's got to be this ca- costume and they've exactly taken that that look to some fanboys consternation but screw those guys I don't care what they think she looks amazing and I love the costume we don't get to see the boots I hope she's rocking like the yellow combat boots too but
1: yeah I'm sure she is I I liked it um I didn't see any issues with it so what's well, because you're
2: not good. a 13 year old man child you know
1: <laughs> it's true um but yeah it's, I think it's a good costume and I think she's gonna do great because I really loved her in In the Heights so
2: yeah, I just think it's dope that Nina Rosario is Batgirl. <laughs> you know, like yeah. to go from In the Heights to uh, to Batgirl. I mean, the whole cast, right? Like, she's in Batgirl. Anthony Ramos is in the next Transformers movie. You know, that's what and uh, uh, Melissa Barrera is in the new Screen movie that just came out. Like,
1: which I need to see. But yes,
2: that's what Lin Manuel talked about. Like, one of the, even if In the Heights wasn't like the hugest box office hit of all time. Mm-hmm. What it does is it puts these actors out into the, into the world and says, hey, Anthony Ramos, Leslie Grace, Melissa Barrett, they can be huge movie stars too. Put them in your franchise properties. Mm-hmm. And boom, look, Scream, Batgirl, Transformers, like three of the biggest franchises of all time.
1: Yes, which I love Scream, so I'm planning on seeing that soon. Hopefully I'll see it before we do our next episode, so that'll be my, maybe my nerd pop Yeah,
2: of course. Yeah. I've heard nothing but awesome things about it. So Same. I think you'll love it. All right. That's Hard Knock Life for this week. Brittany, how can people find you on the internet?
1: You can find me on Twitter and whatnot at Hi Brittany Renee, And you can also check out my other podcast at Naomi Podcast at Twitter and stuff. And that's also like the double stream of the Witchy Witching UH Room.
2: So yeah, check that out. Dominic, how can people find you on the internet?
0: Oh, I'm Dominic Ma. Dom Ma. WMAH on Twitter or Instagram. You can find me on Twitter at
2: the real chow, the underscore real underscore chow, and on Instagram at real Keith chow. follow the nerds of color at the nerds of color. And go to hardknockmedia.com to find this podcast and all the podcasts in the network. Give us a rating and a review if you do. Subscribe to our videos at youtube.com/slash the nerds of color. And support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash the nerds of color. Until next time
1: every moment of my waking life
2: <laughs> see you can't do the the cheeky british accent <laughs> better than Oscar pop culture with a different perspective watching it on your screen hit
0: place of check this is a hard knock like but not the chicka kind more